So stupid, but it's wonderful. I love it. The uh, at the end. Yeah, I, I can with the best of them. Wow. Anywho, uh, welcome to Manfully Live Podcast. You uh, think we probably are getting close to eventually getting an introduction on us. Something yeah. a little bit more professional than our uh, uh, semi-pro uh, beatboxing. Well, maybe, but you know. You know. I love it. God willing. We'll get, we'll get Van Halen <laughs> professionally, you know, introducing us all yeah. on the guitar. What do you great. think? What, like, I, I've actually got a couple of songs that I'm, I think he would shred. Nice. A, little, a little Van Halen hymn covers. All right. Welcome to Manfully Live Podcast. Hymn covers. It is the 17th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Yeah. Wow. Holy cannoli, man. We Inter- are getting July. up there. Welcome to Manfully Live Podcast. And... The phrase man fully alive comes from a well-known quote from St. Irenaeus that says the glory of God is man fully alive. Yeah, which just encompasses everything we try to uh, portray across from these podcasts. We want to be and we want to help you be men fully alive in the Lord because Jesus Christ is the only man who is truly fully alive. And so we want to follow him, imitate him, um, pattern our lives totally and completely after him. And so how, what's the best way that we do that? Well, it, it's it's the same way that we get to know everyone else in our life, right? When I want to get to know you, Nicholas, the the hope is, is that we'd spend time together to actually get to know each other. And right. Christ has the gospel as a means for us to do that with him. Yeah, and I think the the... The more we dive into His Word, the more we allow our imaginations to to be used to imagine the way in which Christ lived in the world, uh, but but not of the world, right? Like yeah. he, he he was able to transcend it in order to help us transcend it and to live lives that are full, fully present, fully participating, but set apart. Yes, you know, set apart and held specifically in purpose for the Lord, glorifying the Lord with your life. And and thus being the most attractive, most happy, most sexy version of yourself that is out there, right? Just, That's right. just being amazing and, and attractive. So, so attractive. And I think it's under, not underestimated, it's underappreciated how beautiful and attractive holiness is well it, it it's it's an it's an automatic magnetic draw so uh let's let's begin in a prayer please yes uh, go for it in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen amen heavenly father thank you for another uh, opportunity to get to know you through the gospel today and you know as we reflect on the past week where we were asking you know is there moments where we can allow you to be the shepherd in our life, you know, allow us to continue to see those moments, but, but more importantly, allow the words that you're going to share with us in the gospel today to dwell and and to come to life in our souls and to bring about these men that we are desiring to be these, these men fully alive, truly these, uh, uh, Adonises of holiness that that draw people to the faith, and also that we are overflowing with the joy that comes from following you and, and turning our lives over to you. Uh, we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Amen. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Excellent. 
Um, so we had an awesome challenge last week in order to try to allow Jesus Christ himself to be the good shepherd of our lives and let him into all the little crevices of our lives. And uh, yeah, you used, I think you even you? used crevices in the last one. But the, I, I think the question I keep asking myself is, am I actually letting him lead? <clears throat> It, you know, have I, have yeah. I, am I still gripping? Is there one pinky of, of all of my fingers that's still holding onto the reins or have I actually opened my hands, relinquished control of, of the things that I stress most about, um, and, and given him the opportunity to actually make the, the magic that is his word coming to life, his word fulfilled. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I fully allowed him to lead, but I know that the opportunity is always present. You know, so many times we are in a state of perpetual distraction. And in the world that we live in, distraction is so rampant from, uh, you name it. We've got smartphones. We've got, uh, I just watched you reach over to grab yeah, yours I tried, right as I say I was going to say, that's awesome. I just like reached for myself <laughs> and now I'm feeling just, guilty. Just as I was giving that example. Come on. It's awesome. Um, so we have smartphones, we have TV, we have news, we have audio, we have every possible thing that is asking for our attention. And, and even just on the smartphone, there's how many countless apps? There's 40 or 50 apps for most people on their smartphones. And each of them has a notification specifically for you. Oh, yes, and, turn them off. And these turn notifications are happening constantly if you don't govern them. And so governing what feeds your life and allowing Christ <laughs> to actually be the good shepherd, in order for him to be the good shepherd, you have to be a sheep. Yeah. You know, that's exactly it. that. We need an app called Sheep that has notifications from the shepherd. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. We should, we should great. call it Sheep and... Uh... Listen up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and essentially, the notifications would be ignore the notifications. Ignore the notifications. If they don't come from the Lord. That's right. Right? It would just send up the same notification every day. Ignore, ignore. all the other ones because they're not important that's in the right. grand scheme. Don't watch any of the commercials. <laughs> You're done. Done with that. Well, yeah, and, you know, I uh, I was thinking about this challenge, and uh, I have a unique opportunity as a deacon. I get to kneel behind the altar during the consecration, and of late, I've been praying at the elevation. Whenever the host is is elevated, and whenever the chalice is elevated, I continually pray for patience, which I'm told is a dangerous thing to do. But but all the little small annoyances in life from the dog that drives me nuts to to the inconvenience of waiting, whatever it is. Um, I've been offering those things up and honestly it's making a small difference. I <laughs> I don't I don't uh, I don't know. I hate is too strong a word, but I don't dislike the dog quite as much and, and I'm uh, a little bit better at being patient with uh, my daughter or the time restraints or my schedule or the demands of my job and so I've been told that dogs are called man's best friend. That's what they say. I know. Well, well, let's find out. Let's give it. Let's give him the opportunity. Yeah. You know, he just wants your love. He does. He, and, well, he's starving and, for attention and for sure. all your food and all my food right? and all your food, uh, <laughs> which might be precisely the problem I have. You know, I like to eat. Uh, yeah, you are. Uh, he probably feels <laughs> a, a sizable amount of 
amount of absence of, of love because the <laughs> amount of food that's going in you versus the amount of yes. food that's going in him, he's... I eat it all. He really, he really sees you as the alpha dog, I'm sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, which, which, you know, just to give people the imagination, I mean, I eat a lot, but I'm still 140 pounds. So, yeah, you know, yeah. There's something wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> May have something to do with uh, the cystic fibrosis. It might, may, it may, might. Maybe just a smidge. Maybe. But the... Christ is the good shepherd and he wants to be the shepherd of our lives. But man, I just have to keep asking my, myself this question. I think all, all of us need to is just, are we letting him lead? Are we, can we relinquish? Can we, can we actually let go and let God, right? That same phrase that everybody hears, let go and let God, man, let go, let go and let God, bro. Yeah. Come come on, dude. Yeah. Easier said than done. It's the, the Christian hippie. Population the right there. Look go and look God, bro. What's what's your deal? Yeah, yeah. And then get on the waves and like get it. <laughs> you get, need to go with the flow of the Lord. Let it be and, tubular. <laughs> go go with the flow of the Holy Spirit, bro. All right. <laughs> um, we got a we got a great gospel this week, and uh, if if it's all right with you, I I just as soon like to lead it. Yeah, go for it. Read it up. Not lead it. Read it. Excuse I know me. What you, you, mean. you you got you got. Yeah, on what's I that? got you. Um, would you actually do the, uh, the intro, the intro, on sure. it. the Lord be with you and with your spirit, a reading from the Holy gospel, according to John, glory to you, Lord, Jesus went across the sea of Galilee. A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs he was performing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat down with his disciples. The Jewish feast of Passover was near. When Jesus raised his eyes and saw that a large crowd was coming to him, he said to Philip, Where can we buy enough food for them to eat? He said this to test him, because he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered, Two hundred days' wages worth of food would not be enough for each of them to have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves, and two fish. But what good are there for so many? Are these for so many? Jesus said, Have the people recline. Now there was a great deal of grass in that place, so the men reclined, and five thousand in number. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed them to those who were reclining, and also as much of the fish as they wanted. When they had had their fill, he said to his disciples, Gather the fragments left over so that nothing will be wasted. So they collected them and filled twelve wicker baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves that had been there, that had been more than they could eat. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. Since Jesus knew that they were going to come and carry him off to make him a king, he withdrew again to the mountain alone. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. This is an awesome gospel. And and there's so many rich themes that we can talk about. But, you know, I actually want to start off with a very, very simple, basic point. And that is... Don't be highfalutin. I'm not going to be a highfalutin. I'm going to tell you something pure and simple. All right. (laughs) Jesus wants to feed his people. Jesus wants to feed his people. It's a good shepherd thing all over again. All over again. Exactly. (laughs) Jesus wants to feed his people and make no bones about it. This is a foreshadowing of the Eucharist. 
he wants to feed us with his very self. And he starts by feeding the people with loaves and fishes so that they will know and understand his great love for them. He loves us enough to feed us and to, to uh, you know, fulfill the needs of the body. But more importantly, he gives his body to us to fulfill the needs of our soul. And, and I love the juxtaposition of that. We see this reading and we see in it God's great care. That he cares so much that he even cares about the small stuff like, oh, your belly needs to be filled, so let's do that. That's just beautiful to me, especially when we can take it to the highfalutin theology of the Eucharist, which is awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so simple that there are many things that we are hungry for, but rarely is Christ the one that we turn to to have those hungers filled. Oh, yeah. This is a... This is, a, this is an easy, very simple invitation Christ offers to us that if you don't believe I can feed you, just bring me what you have, and I will make it enough. Oh, that's so good. That's so true, because in our brokenness, God wants to receive what little we have. You know, I, I, you just inspired me. The story of St. Jerome himself, Jerome goes before the Lord, who is an awesome saintly man. Now, he has a bit of a temper, but beyond that, brilliant. Translates, you know, the, the entire Bible. Um, and and immensely devotional and, and giving and all these things, right? And he goes before the Lord, and he doesn't know what he can give the Lord. And the Lord finally, because, of course, you know, when you have saintly stories, Jesus talks to them, and he tells him, the one thing I want you to give me is your sin, your brokenness. And just like here, when we have the small child giving loaves and fishes. Yeah. Five loaves, two fish. God can do so much with that. And 5,000. 5,000. And in fact, in fact, that's a really important point. It's 5,000 men. In, in, in gospel times, they counted the men. But if we think about that, what that means is some of them had their wives and some of them had children. Some of them had multiple children. So this means a, a group of 5,000 5, men is at least 15,000 people. It, it, it's so many. And, and one of my pet peeves, if you will, is, is there, was, there was a time not too long ago when people were sort of talking about how this miracle was the miracle of sharing. This is where Jesus really appealed to their hearts and they decided to take out the lunches that they did have and those who didn't have, they shared and everybody had enough to eat. Well, that's not true. This was a theophany. This was an experience of God. And God a miracle. came. This a was miracle. a miracle. Absolutely. And we have to call it that because it's true. It's what Jesus actually did for his people out of his love for them. He multiplied the loaves and fishes. Yeah. And, and this, would, this would even spit in the face of last week's gospel of why would they state that there were so many groups of the people that were coming and going so much so that they didn't have time to eat. Right. Exactly. Why would earlier in this gospel, right before this reading, why would they earlier say in the gospel of John? Well, last week's gospel of Matthew, right? Or, sorry, excuse me. Or I actually have to correct myself. I think it might be Mark. But anyway. Yeah. Why, but why would they state as it's leading up to him feeding the 5,000, the fact that they did not have time to eat because there were such crowds pursuing on him and asking him and teaching him. Right. I mean, he was performing miracles and healing the sick, and then he performed the miracle <clears throat> of 
feeding them, the five, the 5,000, which is 15,000, imagine the crowd that must have been following him. There were times in which he didn't feed the crowds, not because he didn't have the power to, but just because in his uh, prudence, he performed the miracles that the people needed, right? And, and in fact, that's another great point that I like to bring out of this gospel. There were leftovers. There were 12 baskets of leftovers. And I know a lot of people that don't like leftovers, but think about this. <laughs> I know. You're so, out in the desert, you know, chasing this guy around the sea. The, it's not like they were all carrying fishing poles on them. They were like, oh, I'm just going to go I'm just gonna go run over the ocean here, catch 10,000 fish. Well, and imagine the <laughs> impetus that they had. This, this miracle worker, this prophet is out there somewhere close to our town. Let's go. Yeah they're not grabbing a bunch of stuff. They're grabbing their kids and their wife and they're heading out and they're going, let's go listen to this guy. And then they get there and they realize, we might miss him. We We might miss him. We have to go. There's a huge sense of urgency that we today. Right. So they move, they, they bust it to get out there. And the next thing they know, Oh, uh, we didn't bring provisions. Oops. We need to eat. Like, oops. In his graciousness, God feeds them. And what's amazing, there are leftovers because God, you know, over and over again, we see lots of parables where Jesus, or not parables, stories of Jesus healing people, performing miracles, and he says, don't go and tell anybody, right? Um, and he chastises people for asking for proof whenever people ask him to perform miracles. Here's a situation where Jesus performs a miracle, and then he gives them extra proof by providing extra food. There are leftovers, and this is proof of the awesomeness of his miracle he's providing them proof a because they did not ask for it and because and b because of the graciousness of his heart i want you to understand what a great miracle i've just performed for you how much i love you my love is not limited to just feeding you my love overflows my love provides leftovers my love is voluntary and it's abundant yes Oh, yes. I love it. And, and so, so too is a challenge for us with that because Christ is giving of himself this miracle that is multiplying what a, a base level need is, right? Just food. This is, yeah. this is essential to our life, but, yes, but, good point. but, but more so he does it in such an abundant way where there is more to go around for, for days, right? I yeah. mean, there's 12 baskets left over it's not and these aren't like little small you know oh we're trying to cut down on the sugar on our kids little easter baskets here (laughs) this is bushels right this is this is giant amounts of leftovers but that's the type of love that we're called to right with within our own life when we are called to give of ourselves and so often people say well you know is that 10 percent after tax or is that 10% before Before tax that I, you know, Oh gosh, you know, the tithe, this is something that obviously man, priests just, they have a rough job because they have to ask you if you're, if you're following the Lord with every part of your life, your time, your talent, your treasure, and especially just where the church is right now, that abundance is never not repaid by the Lord. You will never outdo the Lord in generosity. So think about that. The more that you give, the more abundance Christ is going to put in your life. And ask anyone who is doing that full contribution and ask them if they are living a scant life. You know, if they didn't 
if they can't afford anything, if they are running out. And, and in, in my experience and the experience of everyone that I know that is doing that full tithe, they are taken care of. Their needs are being met. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, it's a hard piece. I had somebody tell me one time, I almost had to laugh. He was like, you know, 10% of what you earn is not nearly as hard as if, what if God was asking for 10% of your time? You know, imagine if you absolutely had to give 10% of your time. What is that? That's two and a half hours a day. You better be praying. I mean, that's actually not a lot to ask. But in our modern mind, when we think about prayer, how many of us are praying two and a half or more hours a day? It's tough. How generous can we be to the Lord? How awesome would it be if God graced us and we participated in the grace enough to be able to give two and a half hours of prayer and 10% of our, of our time, talent, and treasure? There's been maybe one six-month period in the whole of my life. I'm early 30s, and uh, it is uh, maybe six months of the whole of my life that I've actually hit that two and a half hour mark. Yeah. And it was when I was single and I was acting as a missionary in the Philippines. And yeah, when you're living in a monastic order, um, it's a little easier. It sure is a lot easier (laughs) when you're doing that. But the, the (laughs) God will not, not be outdone in generosity. And so when he asks you for the minimum of that 10%, especially from your income, he's not doing this to punish you or admonish you. He's doing this because that's all that he needs to do truly amazing things in your life. He really does. And you know what's great is we even see at the end of this gospel how much God is, I mean, Jesus himself is so humble. He does this great miracle. They're totally impressed. And they want to pick him up and make him king. Man, you just fed us. And we want to make you king. And, and which, which is something not a lot of kings could do then. Right, exactly. I mean, food was important in the ancient yeah. world, for turns real. Out, turns out they didn't have a sprinkler system over their garden. Um, yeah, uh, modern farming wasn't what it, what it was. Yeah. What Could it you is. just turn the hose on this? I'm really thirsty. Mm, that'd be great. Uh, let's just get the plumbing in here first. Uh, but he came to do something so much more important. You know, more than being a king, he was the king of heaven, and he came to do something so much more important, namely to die for our sins. How ironic that the king of life came to die. And it's just, it's beautiful. The gospel ends so beautifully. He he doesn't want to be king, and humbly, he goes off to a solitary place away from them. Hmm. Awesome. Have the people recline. <sighs> they reclined. They received. Yeah. Have them make themselves ready to receive the abundance. Ooh. You know, it's Ooh, like, it's like when you, there. it's like when you say on somebody, you've got big news to drop on somebody like you should sit down for this. That's right. <laughs> you should sit down. <laughs> wow. For this. I it's, love it's, that. It's Christ doing the same for them in this gospel. And that's just, I like these little nuances that we do now today that are normals, but the way that Christ does it, we don't make the connection sometimes. It's yeah. a, Have a it's, seat because I'm about to blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to sit down because this is about to get real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want Christ to appear to me and be like, Michael, I want to be real with you. I'm like, you're right here. You're what are you talking about? Have a seat, Michael. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> no, I'd, just be, I'd already be sitting at that point. The, uh, the thing that I think is it's, it's, it's important here is this is as literal as people, you know, there's these little aha moments that happen throughout the day. And this is going to sound silly, but I think it leads right into our challenge. 
Did you know that TAG, the game of TAG, is an acronym? Really? For touch and go. Nice. Touch and go. Of course, that makes sense. It completely makes sense, right? That's where TAG came from. It was initially called touch and go. They were like, why don't we just call this TAG? tag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Military kids came up with that. I guarantee <laughs> I, you. I, I can only imagine. But more than the, these little aha moments that we have through the day, Christ gives us the, the opportunity to have these aha moments about our faith and about an understanding more deeply of ourselves yeah. by getting to know him. And so if it's, if it's okay with you, Nicholas, I think that the challenge that makes itself most present this week is that Christ is asking for us to open ourselves up intellectually to allow him to feed us through prayer, through the gospel and through the sacraments. And so, uh, for you, for, for, for our Christian brothers out there that are listening to this podcast, just for the, for the gospel portion, um, the sacraments are the normative ways by which Christians receive grace. Yeah. And that grace allows us to transcend the struggles and the pains of this earthly world and the, and the, the conditions of our flesh. So what I mean by this challenge more, more specifically and said simply is making an active effort to put yourself in places to grow in holiness over the next week. Yeah. That could be going to church. That could be going to confession. That could be going to one extra mass. That could be a, a daily prayer or a daily reading of the gospel or the daily, even, even just a daily come Holy spirit dwell with me. God, the father come into my heart, Jesus. It could be any of those things. It could be as simple as holding your children in silence and saying, God be with us. Nice. Yeah. But you have to do something because doing nothing and expecting to grow in holiness is a fool's errand. You yes. have to put yourself out there for the Lord. Give him that 10%, whether it's your time, your talent, or your treasure. Just re relinquish some part of yourself over to the Lord, some of the time that you have. If you're not tithing at 10%, get there. I promise there will be enough. God always makes a way. That's nice. Yeah, that's really good. Because <clears throat> like you said earlier, Jesus is never outdone in, in generosity. And the more we give of ourselves, the more he will give of himself. And and he is awesome. I, I don't think I can put it into proper words. Jesus gives of himself in such a way to where even our bad things, even our sinfulness can be blessed and graced and given back to us in the form of love. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, guys out there who are listening to us, give of yourself generously this week and allow God not only to be your good shepherd, as we mentioned last week, uh, but allow him uh, to feed you. Gnaw upon his word. Dive into scriptures. Do anything you can to become closer to Christ so that he... Uh, has a great reason to to uh, avail himself of you even more 
and, and to give you his grace in abundance. Make yourself able to be that fertile garden for which his seed can, can sprout and grow to new life within you. And, and people will be drawn more so to their selfish reasons to be holy. If you are purely a selfish being, just the attractiveness that holiness brings out in you, if you just want to be the best version of yourself, that's enough yeah, of a there. reason to unite yourself with the Lord. Yeah. Because he brings about that every time. Um, let's let's finish with let's finish with a prayer. Absolutely. Great. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, you are the giver of all good gifts. You help us to desire your goodness. You make us better versions of ourselves. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and end. You are the creator of all things. Help us to depend upon you, to come to you, to be fed, to be nourished, that we may fulfill your will in our life, that we may see your goodness, your beauty, and in our attractiveness to that, become holy because we will grow in ever love of you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> For Man Fully Alive podcast, my name is Mike with a mic. And, and I'm Deacon Nick. Yeah, you still are. <laughs> I still live. <laughs> Have a great week. Thanks, guys.